Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Claire O'Sullivan podcast, and welcome to episode number three. Um, I want to say a massive thank you to everyone who listened, shared, subscribed, and even gave the podcast a review so far. I really, really appreciate each and every one of you. And I just want to thank you so much for taking the time out to listen. And I hope you are gaining something from the podcast so far, and I hope that you will continue to do so. So today, episode number three, we are talking all about the scales, um, also known to many as the sad step. Um, So the aim of this podcast today is hopefully to educate you around the scales, but also to empower you so that the scales doesn't have as much power as it seems to have over people at the moment. So I hope that we can achieve that together today. Um, So we're going to get straight stuck into things. There are really two sides to the scales. Um, Unfortunately, that scales in the bathroom is over, it's overemphasized an awful, awful lot of the time. And more commonly than not, it evokes a sense of negativity and it can so often leave people feeling disheartened and demotivated when they don't see a number they like or they don't see a number they were expecting to see on that sad step for many people. However, there is also another side to it. Um, For some people, it can be encouraging. Um, if, pe- if things are going in the right direction, if they're seeing what they want to see, it can actually be quite encouraging. Or if people um, see it as a reason maybe to make a positive change, it can motivate them maybe to embark on a health and fitness journey. So it can be positive in that sense as well. However, I think for the overwhelming majority, it tends to evoke negative emotions. Um, So just to dive right into what the scales actually does. So what the scales measures, it measures our total body weight. That's all it measures, our total body weight, our total body mass, our relationship with gravity as such. That is all that it measures. Um, What it doesn't actually measure, it doesn't tell us our body composition. It doesn't tell us how much body fat versus how much muscle versus how much water versus how much bones um, are in our bodies. Okay. It does not measure our self-worth, doesn't measure our competence as human beings, doesn't tell us anything about our personalities or what we're like as people. Okay. Doesn't tell us any of that. Um, However, an increase in body weight, um, it's very important for us to know that an increase in body weight on the scales does not mean an increase in body fat. And if you can take one thing away from this today, take that. That just because that number on the scales goes up does not mean that we've actually gained body fat. Body weight and body fat are two different things. Many people, however, have been conditioned to assume that um, an increase in that number in the scales or a decrease in that number in the scales, it means fat gain or fat loss. Okay, But it's so important that we know that they are not the same things. 
Um, so if we are to think of our body weight, our body, like what our bodies are actually made up of, like 60 to 70% of the human body on average, 60 to 70% of our body weight is actually made up of water. Um, roughly, maybe about 15 to 20% is made up of body fat. That depends on the person, depends on how much, how much fat they are carrying, but on average. Um, then roughly on average, about 15 to 20% of protein and about 5, five to 10% of other substances. So if we are thinking about that, so much of our bodies are actually made up of water. That a change in the scales um, could very, very easily be down to a change in change in the water balance, the fluid balance. And that is much likely to fluctuate a lot more frequently um, and within a day or day to day rather than body fat. Okay, so that number on the scales, that's telling us about how much water is in our body, um, not just how much fat is in our body. And there are so many reasons that body weight fluctuations occur, and we are going to talk through eight of them today. We're going to talk through eight different reasons why body weight fluctuations occur. That means why that number on the scale on the scales will fluctuate. And none of these have anything to do with body fat. Eight different reasons. None of them have anything, have any relationship with body fat. Okay. Um, and these are eight reasons why the daily fluctuations on the scales are normal. Day to day, within the day, over the course of a week, why all those fluctuations are completely normal, to be expected, not something that should upset us or leave us feeling low or down or like what we're doing isn't working. So number one is fluid balance. Like dehydration is going to cause weight loss. If um, one, like one liter of fluid, one liter of water is going to equate to about one kgs of body weight. So if we are holding on to one kgs or one liters more of fluid, um, we could be one kg heavier on the scales. Nothing to do with fat gained or fat lost. If you're dehydrated after alcohol or after sweating an awful lot, if you've done a really long run in the heat, um, the number on the scales is going to go down. Doesn't mean you've lost fat. It's just a measure of the fluid lost during dehydration. If you rehydrate yourself, you're going to be holding on to more water. That number is going to go up. Your salt, number two, your salt intake is going to impact that number on the scales. So salt is going to stimulate thirst, might cause you to drink more, which means you're maybe going to have an acute weight gain due to water. Um, salt is also going to help you to retain more of the water that you've drank rather than it just running through you very quickly. It's again, going to lead to a temporary increase in the scales. Um, the third, number three, point number three, that's going to impact that number on the scales is going to be muscle damage. So muscle damage from exercise, it can cause muscular inflammation and that can be associated with some water retention. It's because your muscles are trying to repair themselves after the muscle damage induced by exercise. That is a positive thing. Your body's repairing itself. Um, it can lead to an increase in weight on the scales, but it is not something that we should be worried about. Um, the fourth point that can, 
that can impact that number on the scales is our carbohydrate intake. So with every one gram of carbohydrate stored in the body, you're going to store three grams of water with that. So if you have more carbohydrates today in comparison to yesterday, you're going to be storing more water in the body. So if you decide you're going to have 400 extra grams of carbs, maybe either because you're carb loading for a match or for a run, or because you've eaten out and you've just had more carbs, or just you fancied more carbs that day, then we'll say 400 grams of extra carbs today in comparison to yesterday, you're going to store 1.2 kgs of water with that. So for one grams of carbs, three grams extra of water. So 400 grams of carbs, 1.2 kgs of water stored with it. That could be an increase on the scales of 1.6 kg. Nothing to do with fat gained or fat lost. The fifth thing that's going to impact that number on the scales is our intestinal weight. So if we eat a large volume of food, um, that's going to increase the volume of food in our intestines. It's going to cause an, acu an acute weight gain. Um, bowel movements and urine output are also going to impact that number on the scales. So if we haven't gone to the toilet, we're going to be carrying extra weight um, in our bladder and in our bowels. If we've eaten a very large meal, the weight of that meal is now going to be sitting in our intestines. Um, and it's for that reason as well, that standardizing when we hop on the scales can be really important. So if we hop on the scales after a big meal, or after drinking a load of water, that is going to mean that, like, that number on the scales is like it's going to be impacted by that big meal. So um, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but that's why it's so important that we hop on the scales at the same time each day to make things as accurate as possible. Um, so the sixth thing that's going to impact that number on the scales is stress. So chronic stress can cause changes in hormones in our body, such as cortisol. Um, cortisol can impact um, the, fluid, the fluid balance in our bodies. So um, we can maybe retain that little bit more water if we're chronically stressed because maybe we have a higher level of cortisol in our body. So maybe sometimes when we are getting stressed that the scales isn't moving, maybe we're and we're getting stressed every day and it like it becomes a big worry of ours. Maybe we're actually holding on to more cortisol, which causes us to hold on to more water. Or maybe we're chronically stressed at work or with um, whatever worries, exam worries, um, financial worries, whatever worries are going on in our head might increase our levels of cortisol, might mean that we're holding on to a little bit more water, which might lead to an increase in the scales. Um, point number seven for the ladies, um, the menstrual cycle is going to have a big, um, a, can have a big impact on that number on the scales. It's going to be a little bit individual though, because some women's weight will fluctuate more than other women throughout their cycle, depending, um, depending on the person. Um, so at different stages of the cycle, we're going to hold on to more water in comparison to other stages of our cycle. Um, for ladies who are um, susceptible to large water fluctuations during their cycle, um, it might actually be a good idea for them to compare like week of this cycle to like week of the next cycle. That means they're only actually comparing their weights um, 
every month, really, um, if their body is subject to large water fluctuations throughout their cycle. Um, and I suppose it's important that you know your body to know if you are subject to these large fluctuations or not. And the only way you'll know that is by testing and seeing, by weighing yourself throughout the cycle and doing that consistently. And the final thing that's going to impact that number on the scales um, is creatine supplementation. It can cause water retention, um, not in a negative way at all. It's actually a good like it's actually a good impact of creatine because it's drawing water into your muscle, which actually improves your performance. Um, but it might cause a bit of an increase on the scales, um, especially when you start taking creatine or especially if you're loading creatine at the start. Again, not a negative thing, um, but it just might mean that that number on the scales is going up and it's actually a positive impact of creatine. But we might look at the scales and think that that's a negative thing. So they are eight reasons why that number on the scales may fluctuate, none of them to do with fat gain or fat loss. Um, so if, if we are to actually think about, OK, we're worried that that increase on the scales is down to fat gain. OK, how do we know if it is or it isn't? So it's so important that we know the changes in fat tissue within 24 hours are going to be so minimal. So in order for us to gain a pound of fat, we are going to have to eat about a surplus of about 3,500 calories, okay? Um, so that means we have to eat our maintenance calories and go 3,500 calories above that to gain roughly about a pound of fat. This rule is, it's kind of general. So it's kind of general that 3,500 calories of a deficit or 3,500 calories of a surplus is gonna lead to about a pound of weight loss or weight gain. So if we know that we've been sticking to our, our target calories and we've been in a deficit or we've been at maintenance and like we know that because we've measured the calories we've taken in, um, but that scale has gone up by a pound or two pounds or three pounds. But if we know that we've measured everything and that we weren't in a calorie surplus and we definitely didn't eat 3,500 calories or 7,000 calories of a surplus, we know that that rise in the scales is not due to fat gain. And that's something that's going to be really empowering. And that's why maybe on any weight loss journey, it's important that we're measuring things, that we have the evidence, we have the proof, we have the logic, we know that, okay, that scales has gone up, but I have been really adherent with everything. I did not go 3,500 or 7,000 calories over my maintenance. So I know, therefore, I have not gained a pound or two pounds or even more of body fat. And it would be crazy to think that we would have gained that in a day if we have been adherent to things. If you've been sticking to your calorie targets that have you in a deficit, like 100%, you know, logically, that that jump in the scales could not be fat gain. So just really, really important for people to know that and important to know that, OK, if you're aiming for like 16, 1700 calories and that has you in a deficit and you've been losing body fat on that consistently up to now um, and you know that you didn't absolutely lose it and we'll say go from your deficit calories of 1700, maybe up to maintenance, maybe up to 2000, 2200, whatever your maintenance is, and then 3500 more above that. 
then you know you haven't gained a pound of body fat. So um, really, like that's a really, really empowering thing for people to know. Obviously, if you've been maybe going very easy on yourself and you've been eating out a lot and drinking out a lot and you ha- like you have actually gone like over your maintenance calories by 3,500 or by 7,000 and the scales have gone up, then okay, you're going to have to hold your hands up and say, maybe that is a bit of fat gain. Maybe that's telling me I need to rein things in a bit if that's not in line with my goals right now. If that is in line with my goals, absolutely go for it. Um, So I think the really important thing to know from that is that the scales is just one of many methods of monitoring progress. There's so many others. This is just one piece of data. Other things we can use, we can use progress photos. We can use body measurements. We can use like subjective feelings of how our energy is, how our mood is, how our stress levels are, how we're performing, how we're feeling, how confident we are. All of these things are measures of progress that we should be putting as much emphasis on, if not more, in comparison to the scales. The scales is just one piece of data. It's normal for it to fluctuate. It can be a really, really useful piece of data only if we use it in the right way and look at it over time, how it's trending over time, not day to day or not even within a week. Or for some people, like it might be over the course of like many weeks. We need to look at the trend over time, especially if you're subject to large water fluctuations. Um, So, so important that we don't put all the emphasis on one piece of data and that we are looking at all those other pieces of data as well. And if we are going to use the scales, make sure that we're using it in the right way. So what what the right way to use the scales is, okay, we hop on at the same time each day. Best time is going to be first thing in the morning. We want to hop on after we have gone to the toilet. So after we've opened, we'll say our our bowels, if we do that each morning um, and we've like emptied our bladder. okay, and we want to standardize that. We want to do it at that time every morning. We want to be wearing minimal clothing or the same amount of the same clothing each time. Um, We want to get the weekly average. So don't just hop on one day a week. And this is where a lot of people go wrong. They just hop on one day a week and they might happen to hop on on the wrong day, on the day where that scales is slightly up because they're holding a bit more water and they get disheartened and demotivated. But if they hopped on it yesterday morning, they might have been delighted with themselves. So it's so important that we hop on like every day if we can, or at least like, like as many times a week as we can to get a more accurate average because it's normal for it to fluctuate day to day. So get the average over the course of the week um, and look for the trend over time. Um, Don't look for like what's happening day to day or even like within a week, look at it over time, zoom out um, and like try and have that bit of perspective with it and try and think of it alongside all the other metrics that you're using. So guys, I hope that has helped. And I suppose the big takeaway that I want everyone to take from this podcast today is really that, okay, the scales is just one piece of data. It is normal for it to fluctuate. We should expect it to fluctuate. It would be a little bit strange if it didn't fluctuate. Um, And the important thing is that, okay, if we're using it, we use it consistently and we use it in the right way. And that we look at it over time. We look at the trend over time. 
also important to know that the scales isn't for everyone. Some people can't detach from it. Some people get that little bit too hung up on it. And no matter how much they know these things, maybe from years of conditioning, they just can't detach from it. And maybe then the scales isn't a measure of tracking that you want to use. Um, But I suppose what I have found after working with an awful lot of people is that if you can actually get more informed around the scales and get used to seeing those day-to-day fluctuations and actually normalize those day-to-day fluctuations and look at the trend over time, a lot of people can gain back that power over the scales. Um, and people who in the past would have let the scales dictate the, dictate their mood, dictate their day, dictate like whether they um, decide to pursue their goals or whether they give up on them, um, a lot of people can actually get the power back when they understand what the weighing scales is all about and when they understand the fluctuations are normal and when they can zoom out a little bit and look at the trend over time and another really important thing is that um, people use other metrics of progress because if for a week or two the scales is not doing what you think it should do even though you've been putting in the hard work, um, but you don't have any other metrics to look at, then you might be disheartened. But if you have all these other mat- all these other metrics, such as like progress photos, such as measurements, such as how your clothes are feeling to look at, that can mean that you keep pushing on in your journey and you kind of like zoom out that little bit from the scales. And chances are when you stop stressing about it and you stop worrying about it and you keep doing the things that are going to get you the results, that scales will move over time. And it's only with that perspective that you will see that. And it's hard to have that at the start of a journey. So if you know you're doing all the right things, if you can focus on the daily habits, the daily routines, and you know that you're doing the right thing with those, like trust that the scales will move over time and just make sure that you are putting as much emphasis on the other metrics, the things that actually matter for life, like how you feel, like your energy levels, like your mood, like how your clothes are fitting. Put more emphasis on those measures that are actually more meaningful for your life. Um, so that is everything from me for episode three um thank you all for listening i if you would be so good as to share the podcast with your friends um to share it on your socials to tag me i would really really appreciate it cannot wait to see you all in episode number four chat soon guys